Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Heat Nation? Welcome back into Believe in Miami Heat Instant Reaction Podcast, Game 2 of the NBA Finals. Another tough one for the Heat. They fall 124-114, but there are some interesting takeaways from at least the second half of the game that we're going to dive right into. But before we get into it, I'm joined today by Zach Duarte from 790 The Ticket down here in Miami. Zach, thanks for joining me, dude. No problem. No problem. Good to talk some NBA. And, you know, even though it's not going our way, man, we're talking basketball in October. So, and it's not preseason basketball. Right. I know. It's great. And I was, you know, everyone was so down after game one, but I was still pumped for tonight. Like I was still pumped Mm -hmm. for this game. And I'll tell you what, there's obviously when you're a Heat fan and this series is going the way it's going, it's the NBA finals, there's no moral victories, right? Right. But the second half of game two, if you're looking for anything as a Heat, if you're the Heat or a Heat fan, you got to kind of look at that second half and say, if we can just defensive rebound, the series might be 1-1 right now. Yeah, I mean... You can say that about a lot, you know. I, like, I, I don't know. Do you get this feeling like you're kind of just watching the Lakers just haphazardly go out there and play basketball? I, I don't know. I didn't watch Lakers basketball this year, and I'm not trying to, you know, poo-poo on what you're saying because I agree with you. You're right. You would look at the box score and you say if you could just stop uh, the other team from, you know, getting what twenty or twenty offensive rebounds or whatever it was, sixteen I think it was, that you should win this game. But I mean, you're like. I, LeBron hasn't had to really get engaged. Like that was a really easy 33 points for LeBron James. But um, you know, I get what you're saying, and I, I, I don't. I'm not. I, I'm not feeling pessimistic just yet. I feel like, hey, maybe you get Bam Adebayo back in here. I don't know what the heck's going on with Goran Dragic, but um, you know, it, it's one of these things where I, I still feel okay about the series. If he go down 3-0, obviously it's over. But it is what it is at this point. Sure, and and I think the thing where I look at the moral victory is this: it's like we talk about we the, the offensive rebounding, particularly in the second half, right? Twelve offensive rebounds for thirteen second chance points in the second half. Mm-hmm. You lose by ten. Obviously, there's the two Kelly Olynyk garbage time buckets, but even then, let's say he doesn't get those, you lose by fourteen, and you give up thirteen second chance points in the second half. So if you look ahead, you know, in the pregame, Woj said the Heat hoping to potentially have Bam and Goron back for Sunday. I would anticipate, you know, just based off the injuries, there's a lot more likelihood of Bam being back on Sunday than Goron. Right. And if you get if you get Bam back, you know, maybe again, I, I look at these games where fourteen points, ten points, if you can keep it within five points at the end of a game, which you cut out some of those second chance points, you have a shot to shoot yourself back in the game and the heater, good three point shooting team. You obviously it crushes you not having bam, but, and the other thing is the heat just, it's almost like when they play the zone, they forget that you're going to have long rebounds. Like they forget how to rebound when they're playing the zone. It's just, you, you gotta, they're kind of ball watching. They know that they're going to be giving up a lot of three point shots, which is another thing to discuss. But, they need to just be more engaged when they're in the zone because the zone can work and in stretches it does work 
but they weren't totally engaged. It wasn't active as much as I would have liked to see it. Yeah, it's, I mean, long rebounds, Anthony Davis down low, just, you know, <laughs> out or boxing out Kelly Olenek. It's just, you, I don't know if you remember that LeBron rebound know, with four minutes to go where there's four Heat players right around him on the baseline. It's like, come on, man. Somebody body up somebody down here. It's it's tough, man, because at some point you, you just have to look at the other team and say, hey, man, maybe this is just a better roster. But the thing is, you, you've done that now. I would say the last two series, you've gone up and down the roster and said, yeah, the other team is better. But Miami has done things schematically, defensively, uh, coaching with Eric Spolstra, leadership with Jimmy Butler uh, in order to prevail in those series. And at this point, you're talking about arguably the best player ever mm-hmm. and the the either best or second best player in his prime right now, which is Anthony Davis, both playing together. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you're going to be able to do. But yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, you're going to get Bam Adebayo back for game three. Goron, I have no idea. I, they're, the Heat are so secretive with these things, and they don't really leak any information out. I, I would say if I was the Heat, right, knowing that type of injury and the type of player that Goron is in order to be successful, having to stop on a dime, cut, uh, you know, play off the pick and roll at the top of the key, it just doesn't – It's to me, it doesn't feel like Goron's coming back earliest game five because you have uh that that three three day layoff between game four and game five i mean i, I don't know they could shoot him up with some kind of painkiller i'm sure but he's still not going to be the same uh type of effective player out there if he can't cut and move laterally like he does so you know it, it, it this is a very tough matchup miami had to do everything right to win it at the beginning of the series Sure. And now they have to do everything even better with, yeah. you know, less talented players, unfortunately. I'm not trying to be, you know, no, rude you're... to any of the other guys, but it, it is, it's, it's just the truth of the situation and it's a harsh reality right now for my defense. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's not, you're not saying anything that people don't know. I mean, LeBron and AD are, they're two top five. I mean, LeBron's the best player ever. AD's a top five player who right now looks like a top two or three player the way he's been playing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, we. I think people, I think Heat fans realize, like, look, you know, we've done it as a team and it's been that type of thing. So based on, you know, and, and I think to the point with Goron, you know, one of the guys I wanted to talk about, if if Goron's not going to be, if Goron comes back, even if he gets his foot shot up and he's <laughs> 70%, I'm not sure he's going to be much better than what Kendrick Nunn is providing off the bench right now because he looks really good. I mean, it's surprising because the second half of the season, he really didn't look great, but he looks like he's just sort of ready for the moment and come off the bench. And he had another, he had 13 tonight. He had that huge block on AD. He's got energy and he does provide a little bit. He's not Goron and he's definitely not what Goron has been in the playoffs, but he provides that dribble penetration that you miss without Goron off the bench, coming off the bench. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think if Goron's not 100% or even, you know, 85 to 90%, you probably just want to roll. And Tyler Hero got mm-hmm. going a little bit in the second half. You probably just want to go roll with the guys you have. The more important thing is Bam. Yeah, but you know, you, you know what's the other thing, too, is like you're watching these first two games, and I'm I'm wondering, like, am I the only person wondering this? Is like, you, 
I don't think you can play Duncan Robinson anymore. Uh, no, <laughs> like, I, I agree. I agree. It, he, if he's not giving you any anything offensively, which all he can do really is shoot threes, and I think he's made one or two, and both of them were in the second half of this game. Yep. He is such a defensive liability, and all the Lakers are, are looking to do is, you know, identify who who who's being guarded by either Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson, get them to be to set the screen, and then uh, you know, get to switch defensively, and then it's just LeBron against Tyler Hero or LeBron against Duncan Robinson, which is eleven out of ten times a basket for LeBron James. So, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I'm not the X's and O's guy. That's a spoke question, but if he's not giving you points, those are hollow minutes. And then he's a defensive liability. It's it's been a rough series, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Kendrick Nunn, yeah, he's been a, he's been a nice little, I guess, story uh, because you're looking for any any type of positivity in these last two games, and it's good to see Kendrick Nunn being uh, the scorer that he was, like you said, the first half of the season. But I don't think Kendrick Nunn makes other guys better offensively, like Goran Dragic. And again, you you might be right. A seventy to eighty percent Goran Dragic is not better than Kendrick Nunn. You might be right. But if it was me, I'd rather roll with Goran Dragic, the guy who's got me here, and the guy who's 34, however old he is, got to his first NBA Finals and hurts himself in the first game. I mean, what a gut punch that is, right? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I'd rather stick with Goran, but we're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's a great point because just having him back might, you know, it it brings energy just to the team because I'm sure just as a squad, especially Jimmy, how close they are, just – not having Goran out there, I would say either way, regardless of if Bam or Goran come back, I think both Kelly Olynyk and Kendrick Nunn have earned their way into playing more minutes mm-hmm. the rest of the series just because of the offensive spark they provided. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Duncan thing is just so weird to me. It's not weird. I mean, we know he's a defensive liability. And I, it, it, the weird thing is, after game one of the Celtics series, I literally said, you can't play Duncan in this series. And then he comes out and, and mm-hmm. just plays great. So maybe he figures it out. But it's it's clear he's in the scouting report. They are. And this is a team, the Lakers, that they only allow teams to shoot 33 threes a game in the regular season. That's the second least in the NBA. Then the Heat did not shoot a lot of threes tonight. And they've obviously, they obviously knew what the Heat game plan was coming out tonight, which was we don't have Bam. We don't have our best dribble penetration guy in Goron. We're going to shoot threes. And they didn't allow him to. Now, the Heat took advantage of how aggressive they were, and they got to the line 32 times or whatever the number ended up being. But, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head to me. If if if, if they can't get Duncan his shots, and when he gets his shots, if he looks like he's sped up, like Jeff Van Gunny mentioned yeah. it during the game, he looks like he's forcing himself to get into a rhythm. I don't know if you, you you don't bench him because you don't have enough players to not play him, but you probably play him a lot less minutes, particularly when the when you're giving up 124 points. If you're going to stick with the zone, yeah. you need guys who can defend and rebound. Yeah, I mean, how much longer do you stick with that too? <laughs> like it's not working. <laughs> I know the I, Lakers have the players to to manipulate the zone defense. I mean, you know, sometimes you saw Anthony Davis uh, play. The, the center role i'm using air quotes there sure uh the, the center of the zone lebron ad i mean any of those guys can hit a free throw you know when it was daniel tice it was great but when it's anthony davis it's right yeah that's a that's an 80 shot for anthony davis so uh, it, it's it's really you know pick your poison here like how it almost you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of the, i think it was the 2016 nba finals 
when LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers got to the NBA Finals, and or maybe it was the 2015 Finals, Kevin Love had already been hurt. Kyrie Irving gets hurt in Game One, and it's LeBron James and the and the Matthew Dellavedovas mm-hmm. against the Golden State Warriors, and that's what this feels like because it feels like Jimmy Jimmy Butler and uh, the Kelly Olynyk's. You know, <laughs> I, I felt that I actually almost tweeted that before the game. I yeah, said that's it, what I'm that exact example. I almost brought that up because it felt that way. And and in that series, LeBron won game two and three basically by himself. Right. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, he's not but he's LeBron, LeBron James, but right. he's, he's doing his best. He had a, he had a, great a really game. nice game. Great game today. I, I, I'd still like to see him more aggressive. You know, I, I need more than 17 shots from Jimmy Butler. He had, I think, two field goals made at halftime. I know he's got 13 assists. That's great. I need more points from Jimmy Butler. Like you, you don't have your second and third best players on the on the floor right now, and they they talked about this the whole broadcast. I'm I'm not saying anything new here. Like he's he's penetrating and then he's looking to pass. It's like no, just just keep penetrating. You know the refs were calling fouls. Like the Heat were getting foul calls. He got the line twelve times. Yeah, you know. And, or he and took. I, excuse me. He took like twelve. He took twelve free throws. He didn't get to the line twelve times. Yes, that would be six times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I would just like to see him. Just I, I, I get it. He had a great game: twenty-five, eight, and thirteen. Seven of seventeen shooting, three turnovers. You know, that's not, that's not very efficient basketball. I understand you're getting to the free throw line, you know, for twelve shots. But again, if you're gonna win a game, you have to be perfect, and Jimmy Butler has to be the alpha. Uh, and 25 points is a great game, but when LeBron James scores 25 points, we're just like, meh, you know, it's, Uh, it's just another night at the office for LeBron James. So in a situation where you're missing your other two biggest offensive threats, uh, I, I feel like you need more from Jimmy Butler And, and again, great game, but I just feel like he needs to assert himself even more. And, and, and earlier too, like you need Jimmy Butler to be in the, double digits and close to 20 points at halftime. If you're going to win a game, it's, it's just a fact of the matter, unless you're going to get Duncan Robinson to finally hit some threes, which we just talked about. It's, it's just, that's the only way I feel like Miami's going to win a game when they're missing both of those players. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're right. And the problem is, I think, I, and I, I've talked about this. I talked about this last episode. I've talked about it on the other podcast I was on that I'm on. Like, I've done a complete 180 on Jimmy Butler. Like when he came to Miami, mm-hmm. I bought into the Jimmy Butler's the problem everywhere else. Like I bought <laughs> into that. I didn't think it was, I, I just, I've never really, he, I've done a 180 on him. I, I, he is, he is a great player, but I think we've learned like, he just doesn't want to be the alpha as a scorer. He just mm-hmm. doesn't want that. And so if, if, if your guys like you look, you lose Goron and bam, I said coming into this game that I thought the Heat needed to take like 45 threes to win. Not, you know, th- because they're a good three-point shooting, a great three-point shooting team during the regular season, good in the playoffs. I thought they had to speed up the game and take a ton of threes to be able to s- stick with the Heat. They got mm-hmm. to the line a ton, so it helped. But they only took 25 threes, I think, was the final number. I just don't think Jimmy's going to be the guy ever that they took 27 threes. I don't think Jimmy's going to be the guy who goes out of his way to get 40. You know, he, he, he just, it's just not what he does. So you got to figure out a way to get other guys going from deep 
and other guys and and he did get other guys involved. But yeah, I mean, three of ten from three between Duncan and Tyler Hero. I mean, mm-hmm. now now for the series, they're like they've made five combined threes. Right, so no matter what, you, no matter how do you get those guys more more open shots by Jimmy Butler getting in the paint and penetrating and and, and scoring baskets Being a threat. And when he has yeah. when he has two two field goals made at halftime the defense is not afraid he's not going to collapse on Jimmy Butler when he penetrates because it, it he's half the time he doesn't take the shot so if i'm the if i'm a defender against Jimmy Butler or I'm playing off of uh, Jimmy Butler defending somebody else why am i going to collapse on Jimmy Butler when i know it's a 50-50 shot that he takes a shot or passes it out you know i'm not going to leave my man open because the, the scouting report should say Jimmy's looking to set everybody else up. So the only thing I can think of, if you're going to play game three without Bam and go on again, is whatever they tried today, didn't work. And I, I get it. Jimmy's not going to be that guy. But to me, that is the only way you win a game right now. It's the only way. Hmm. And you're still going to need 80 more points from the rest of the roster. Sure. But to me, when I'm looking at the box score – and I see Kelly Olynyk has almost as many field goal attempts as Jimmy Butler. You're not going to win that game. You're not going to win that game. And say what you will about Jimmy Butler and he likes to set everybody else up. I get it. But there's to me, there's only one way you're winning a game without Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic. And it's Jimmy. Yeah, he got to take 25 the, shots, 30 yeah, shots, 25. He has to be the aggressor. Shots. And he has to be the aggressor at the beginning of the game. He can't wait till the third or fourth quarter to start looking for his own shot. Mm-hmm. He's two for seven at, at halftime. Two for seven. I get it. He had, I, I don't know what it was, to 12, 13 points. It's great, but you got to look for your shot more. You got to take more shots, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I do think there's something to be said about the free throws, but you're right. Even let's just say the sixth time he goes to the line, that's six field goal attempts. That's still 23 shots. He still probably needs to take more shots than that for them yeah, to but, win you know because... some of those are when you're in the bonus and right Anthony Davis right. bumps them on the you know they're not all shot attempts sure so, yeah no he's I, i've been preaching that almost the entire playoffs that mm-hmm. to, because ultimately when you get deep in the playoffs both i mean other than tonight because neither team's defense was very good tonight but generally speaking defense is lock up and your best players have to carry you and have to score for you to win you, you look at the lakers right I mean, Rondo's not going to get 16 every night, but they get 65 from LeBron and AD because, you know, and LeBron took 25 shots. Anthony Davis took 20 shots. LeBron took 25 shots. It didn't even seem like he took 25 shots, and he took 25 shots. That's what I said. Shots. It was just such a such a mad game for LeBron, and yet he scored yeah. 33. I, look, I, here's – yeah. So, you know, I, I agree. Yeah, Jimmy's got to be – he does need to be more aggressive. I think Bam's going to play. So that doesn't mean he needs to doesn't need to be more. He still needs to shoot the ball more, and he needs to be more aggressive to score. Um, but yeah, I would love to see. You know, what would be interesting if they, when Bam comes back, if they go back to a bigger lineup with mm-hmm. Myers Leonard or Bam, or Myers Leonard or Kelly. Kelly will probably continue to come off the bench, so maybe Myers Leonard and Bam at the four. And you could start the game with Jay Crowder on LeBron, and you can have Bam guarding AD, and you could try to play man. Because the problem right now is that when you play a man with Bam at the five, Jay Crowder is guarding AD, and that just that is not going to do it. 
And maybe Bam is not going to get it done, but it's going to be better than anybody else on the team right. trying to guard AD. By the way, what, what did I miss? Like, why did we only get nine Myers Leonard minutes? I, 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 they said what, in the beginning. What did I miss there? Yeah, I agree because I, they said at the beginning of the game too, like Rachel Nichols said he's going to ease him back in. And maybe it's because he hasn't played much, but like. It's not seven o- points in nine minutes. Yeah, not only <laughs> and not only did he was he effective. I mean, he knocked down that first three that he took. And he's energetic and just a better defender all around than Kelly mm-hmm. Olynyk. And having him in the middle of the zone, I think, would have been better. But also, in the few possessions that he was in with Jimmy, the pick and roll was effective. Right. And they don't run yeah. that a ton, but they they came down and ran quick pick and rolls with him and Jimmy Butler, and it, it looked pretty good. So maybe it's just a he hasn't played a ton, so they're easing him back in. But yeah, 37 minutes for Kelly Olynyk is uh, is wild. <laughs> You would have think it, you would have thought it would have been split a little bit more evenly, right? Right. You know, and uh, I'm looking at the box score and I watch the game. The only thing I can think of is in nine minutes, yeah, no rebounds. You know, but like yeah. I just I don't know what I what I missed. I was looking forward to Myers Leonard starting tonight. Uh, I, I thought that would be the logical option. I thought that before the series, to be honest with you, because the Lakers are just going to kill you with with their size. They have AD. They have Dwight. Uh, you might need to match that size. Uh, I thought this before before the start of the series. And you know, is there a combination to be to be had in Game Three where we see Myers, Leonard, and Bam Adebayo start? Remember that they started the season like that, right? You know? Yeah, before they had he got a lot hurt. of success in the beginning of the season with uh, Myers playing fifteen to twenty minutes, basically playing the first six to eight minutes of the first quarter, and then playing the the first six to eight minutes of the second half. Um, but I don't know. Like to to me, I thought that before the series, and I, I get it. Maybe Spolster maybe felt felt out more what the Lakers were doing, but you, you had to know that Dwight Howard was going to play a lot. You had obviously Anthony Davis, so your only answer to that was Bam Adebayo, who's a great center, but he's not a matchup for Anthony Davis. I'm yeah. sorry, like he's a four-time All NBA uh, defense, five-time All NBA player, like. Yeah, and I'll tell you I, what, and I'll and, and I'll tell you this too. I mean, Myers only played nine minutes, but I would imagine all nine of those minutes were when Dwight was on the floor, and Dwight only had two rebounds. Right. You know, so he obviously mm-hmm. makes an impact. He's a bigger, he's stronger, he's more athletic. Yeah, I would anticipate, and, and if you go Myers and Bam in that starting lineup, if you move Jay to the three, who? Do you, you put Duncan Robinson on, on the bench? Which is what we just talked about. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know because I don't know. Do you go – because Jimmy's the point guard in that lineup right now. Like Jimmy's running the point. So do you bring Tyler Hero back off the bench or do you just say, hey, we, we need defense, so we're going to start Tyler at the two, Jimmy at the one? Yeah, look, I, I don't know what the right answer is there, but – that to me, when you're trying to figure things out, makes sense. Yeah, uh, you're at the point. Like I remember, there was I think there was one point in the 2011, or maybe it was the 2015 NBA. No, it was 2011 NBA Finals. I think like at some point, Spolstra went to like Carlos Arroyo off the bench, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're just trying anything at yeah. this point, right? You know, like I expected them you- to try more tonight. Like I expected, mm-hmm. like so the the zone. Like you asked if the zone if they got to go away from it, you know, in the second half, it was better in the first half. 
the Lakers took 27 threes. The problem with the zone like that is like, yes, the zone is intended to, to make teams shoot more and eliminate baskets around the bucket, but you can't just let an NBA team take 27 threes. You just, Mm -hmm. and in the first half, there was no aggressiveness. There was no activity. It was literally just like they would get into the paint. They would collapse the paint with the zone. And then they were taking wide open threes. They made nine threes in the first half. In the second half, they started dropping Iguodala or Jimmy, whoever it was, a little further into the paint. So the zone looked a little more like instead of like their natural 2-3, it looked a little more like a 1-3-1. They only took 23s in the second half. They were 7 of 20. But then the offensive rebounding crushed the heat. I do think if you choose to, if you even with the with the big lineup, if you cho- if you put Myers Leonard in with Bam and Jay, and you go back to a natural two three with your big lineup in the on the back line instead of your guards on the back line, there's a ch- it can work. I don't think you go forty eight minutes exclusive om- like they almost did in game two. But I think with Bam back, there is some combination of a more active version of the zone and a man just to switch things up. Because, they, you know, 124 points, that's tough. Hmm. Like, that obviously is not going to work. But look, no Bam. So, it's they're, they're just going to have to give them different looks. The 2-3, the way they have it right now, just doesn't work. It, yeah, it doesn't. and I completely agree with you. Like, you, you can clearly remember the LeBron James three-pointer in the first half where he's Gets the ball at the top of the key, and nobody, nobody even makes an attempt to get in his face. It's like a, uh, I think Mark Jackson called it basically a warm-up shot. Obviously, LeBron James drilled it, but mm-hmm. you did see the Heat in, in in that second half more active. You saw Udonis Haslam kind of lay into them in one of those uh, breaks in the fourth quarter. The defense was a little bit more active, uh, but the offensive rebounding man it just it just it absolutely killed you. And the thing about when I think about a lineup with, with Myers Leonard. And Bam Adebayo is, if if Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis are starting the game, you know Myers Leonard can pull Dwight Howard out of the paint defensively because Myers Leonard can knock down a three. I think right, those pick and rolls, like we talked yeah, about. Yeah, he knocked down one today, um, so he can absolutely stretch the floor for you. And and to me, that opens things up for Jimmy Butler to be more aggressive. Again, we're we're looking for ways. Yeah, you, yeah, we need more from Duncan Robinson. We need more from Tyler Hero. We can. Say that all day long, but at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler is the max player, man, and he's got to he's got to he's got to be the alpha. I, I know it's not in his DNA. Uh, I know that he likes to assert uh, the offense and get everybody else involved, but to me, the only way that they win a game is you know, Jimmy Butler, man, it's Jimmy Butler getting 20, 22, 25 shots, and that took, but that also opens things up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like think about it, if Jimmy Butler has five field goals in the first quarter instead of two field goals in the first half, what does that do? That collapses the defense. That gets more people paying attention. Maybe that brings LeBron out on him. Maybe that brings another defender out on Jimmy Butler. Because, I mean, like, like, like Jimmy Butler today, he, he he posted up Alex Caruso and passed out of that. Like, come on. It's so you weird, know, dude. It's, it's, it's so weird when he does that. There? He did, so And he did that last, last series. With uh, Kemba Walker, I don't know if I, I don't have a number on it, but it seemed like every time he had Kemba posted up, he passed out of it. Right, it's like, so weird. Dude, back him down, or, or, we, like he's not confident in his in his game with his back to the basket. I don't know what that is. No, because no, because in the in the fourth quarter, he was posted up on Jr. 
and he just went right at him and scored. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like when he has a smaller guy on him, he's like, uh, but we talked about, oh God, we talked about this on my other podcast too, which is like, you get this sense from Jimmy that he just wants, he like has this thing in him where he wants to prove that he can win games without having to score 30. It's just like this weird mentality that he has where mm-hmm. he refuses, like you said, he refuses to just continue to be aggressive. Um, well, like I, I make this analogy, right? When you think about football and you think about teams that have won the Super Bowls, you know, there's your Tom Brady's, there's your Peyton Manning's. Yeah, there, there, there's your Brad Johnson, right? Like mm. the Tampa Bay quarterback, twenty years. Florida State. Those, those guys are so few and far between. It's the same thing with winning a championship in the NBA. That you know, every team that wins a championship, they have stars, and their star players play like stars. Yeah. You know, think of Dirk Nowitzki, obviously LeBron James, Steph Curry. Uh, well, yeah, every, Leonard. yeah, yeah. Historically, you have right. either one or two first ballot Hall of Famers on your team right. when you win a championship. The last time you Other got the, the team effort championship was the 2004 Four, Detroit yeah. Pistons, yep. mm-hmm. 16 years ago. So unless the Miami Heat are the anomaly, where they're trying to win a championship by being the all team championship, you know Jimmy Butler needs to assert himself more. And you know, I, again, I'm. I'm not trying to be rough on uh, on Jimmy Butler, but there's only one way they're winning this series right now, and it's it's if Jimmy Butler asserts himself offensively and then gets everybody else involved. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I, I would. I've been preaching Jimmy to be more, and even in the crazy thing is they only lost three games on their way to the finals. And I still was preaching throughout the playoffs that he needed to be more aggressive mm-hmm. to score so the ball. Cause just, yep. it just doesn't like I'm with, I'm sort of, I'm with you to a, it, it got to the point where I've been preaching this whole, the same thing to you. I had a, uh, I had Z- Jonathan Zaslow on the other podcast mm-hmm. and I said the same thing where it's like teams don't win championships without, stars that can get you buckets because the defense is so good in the playoffs. You just have to have that guy who can go get it. Right. But now I've sort of been convinced like maybe the heat can do it. But at this point now down to, Oh, some, he's got to take over. You would think, you know, or at least try to assert himself to take over, to open things up for everyone else. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think, I, I still do think though, watching the second half that, you can't like I, I'm not walk. I'm not going into game three saying oh, this series is over because mm-hmm. there were there were. I mean, the, the Heat scored sixty points in the second half, uh, it, with no Bam and no Goron. So they thirty nine in the third quarter. I know, yeah. and and they had they out they they won the third quarter thirty six thirty one, and the Lakers had nine second chance points in the third quarter. So you just eliminate a few of those points, and it's a totally different game in the fourth, and that's without Bam and Goron. Even just getting Bam back, you got to feel good about. Look, it's one game at a time at this point. Obviously, it's cliche to say stuff like that, but like it really is. So you come out of this game, you win the second half. You your offense was sort of got rolling in the second half. Now you can bring back Bam, and your defense and your rebounding might get better in game three. You got a shot. And then look, then it's 2-1. This is, if we weren't in the bubble, I think also if we weren't in the bubble, people would be looking at this series totally different too because 
these two games would have been in LA and now you'd be mm-hmm. going to Miami and everyone would be like, all right, well, look, they won their two home games. Now we get two home games. I, I thought think- I was the only person that thought about that. I'm like, Hey man, he just got to win some home games now. Well, I mean, it, and it's, it's, it's weird because you just, you forget about right. because of the bubble, you just forget like they did what they're supposed to do. The injuries mm-hmm. suck and the injuries make it such an uphill battle. And I think people, a lot of people just gave up because of the injuries, which is understandable. I mean, two of your, two of your three best players got hurt. But the Lakers, by all intents and purposes, like they were probably going to win, you know, historically, they probably would win the first. Two. Now, this is the first time LeBron's ever gone up 2-0 in the finals in his career. So that's an, that, that's different. But, you know, the higher seed wins the two home games and then you go back and that's this is how these series work. So if you're the Heat, you also are probably looking at it that way. Like, OK, they took care of their business. Now we got to take care of get Bam back, potentially get Goran back and mm-hmm. maybe, you know. You win game three, and then, look, anything's possible. It, it's still yeah, possible. You, you, you just got to defend the home court, you know? That's like defend, a, yeah, protect this house. <laughs> All right, I got one I one thing I want to throw at you before we wrap this up. Um, I mentioned I had Zaslow on, on the other mm-hmm. show, and I asked him about this, and I mentioned it last episode, um, and, and I want to see how you feel being in Miami following the heat. What do, I want to know your thoughts on Kendrick Perkins. So, all of a sudden, in these playoffs, mm-hmm. Kendrick Perkins becomes the number one Heat cheerleader. Every Heat fan loves Kendrick Perkins because of the way he's talking about the Heat throughout the playoffs. And everyone falls for this bandwagon Kendrick Perkins thing, where he's just jumping mm-hmm. on, dem goons, the whole thing. Now, in the fi- I mean, before the finals even started, he said that he'd have no chance... Every tweet he has tweeted since the final started has been pop pro Lakers. I, for one, from the beginning was just like, how can, how can you just adopt this Celtic who is clearly mm-hmm. just a clickbait headline hot take artist as a Heat fan? And, but everyone, and even Zazlo was like, oh, no, I love it. Well, um, I see where you're coming from. Um, I will say this. He has been talking about the Heat on ESPN and on First Take and on Get Up uh, and, and pointing them out as a team that could get to the NBA Finals for a long time. Hmm. And you got to give him credit for that because sure. it's, a, it's a team of, of – I don't want to use the word misfits, but you know, underdogs, I guess, is the good word. And the city gets behind that because Heat culture and – uh, you know, the Godfather and Eric Spolstra yeah, yeah. and Wayne Wade and all that stuff. And so, you know, look, Kendrick Perkins was an absolute thug when he was playing. But I, like, if I was taking any of his Miami Heat takes out of it, I have really enjoyed his basketball analysis on ESPN. Just just for what it is. Like, if mm-hmm. you take the, way, the name of Kendrick Perkins away and say, hey, is this per- like, He is 10 times better than Paul Pierce, first of all. Well, that's, right? yeah, ta- Paul Pierce is a bitter old man. For sure. Right, right. Um, and so I just appreciate the way that Kendrick Perkins, I'm going to use this, keeps it real. And and a lot of times he's been right. And he said before the series that he'd have 0% chance of winning this series. And kind of looks right right now, right? So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I totally understand what you're saying. Because back in the day, I despised Kendrick Perkins. He was very annoying. But, you know, Kendrick Perkins was... You know, when I think of Udonis Haslam, like I'm sure a lot of other teams thought Udonis Haslam five or six years ago was exactly the same way because he was that annoying guy that gave you four points a game, 
12 rebounds, two offensive charges drawn, uh, and, and he smack-talked you all game long. Like, that's Udonis Haslam to a lot of other teams, but he also keeps it real. Like, Udonis Haslam is as real as he gets, and I feel like Kendrick Perkins does the same. So, like, I totally get what you're saying, but I'd enjoy Kendrick Perkins' analysis. Oh, um, I, yeah, I think I, it's more the whole adopting him thing with the yeah, dem goons and all that because like i feel like if it was if the roles were reversed and it was udonis haslam like gassing up the the celtics in the playoffs boston fans would not be like yeah ud's our guy now <laughs> you know yeah i mean like not our guy I, I i've enjoyed hearing him more on the radio down here um but like we've made shirts about his quotes and it's like exactly ah. that whole, that whole thing is just yeah, yeah i'm yeah. good like i don't i don't need a kendrick Perkins shirt i'm yeah, good I, I, for sure I, I think he's really good in terms of his basketball analysis and because he, he gives you basketball analysis, but he also kind of dumbs it down sometimes. So you understand it a little bit more if you're like the, the average person, the regular Joe. And then, you know, any, any, anybody who is pro heat, the heat fan base loves anybody who doesn't align with heat culture. You're dead to heat fans. And I know that <laughs> speaking from experience, yeah. you know, the entire playoffs, I've been tweeting exactly what we talked about today. Jimmy Butler's not aggressive two field goals in the first half. And they're like, why do you hate Jimmy Butler? And I'm like, I don't. I want him to be the alpha. I want him to be the max player. You don't win a championship if your superstars aren't superstars. And, you know, yeah, 25 points is great. But when LeBron James is scoring 25 points against Dallas, you lost that series. Right. You know, LeBron James right. has to score 35 points and 10 rebounds and 12 assists for you to win a game. Yep. And so 25 points and 13 is great, but, I'm going to keep saying it. You need more points from Jimmy Butler, man. You just do. Yeah, well, hopefully he's listening. Last time I said this, it happened exactly. I said the Heat will win the next game if Jimmy Butler takes 20 shots. And it was in this after they lost to the Celtics in game, mm -hmm. what was it? What, what were they up? 3-1. Then they lost. So game five? After game five, I said if, 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 if he takes 20 shots. It was something like that. I don't remember. Exactly. So what's your what's – your, the yeah, number bold. well i said i said they would win if he took 20 shots in the next game he took exactly 20 shots so mm -hmm. i'll say if he takes 23 shots next I game i like that number the heat will win i was hoping you were going to say more than 20 cuz i, I it's well, like more than 20 shots yeah. yeah well we 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 have talked pretty extensively of how he needs to take more than 20 shots so i'm going to go with 23 if he takes 23 yeah. shots heat win next game Zach, yeah, dude I'll, I'll double down on that one all right awesome this has been great tell tell the people where they can find you to follow on you. twitter it's at duarte party d-u-a-r-t-e party because it's always a party uh i'm on the radio in south florida uh, right now just post games dolphins post games uh canes post games but you can get all my hot takes on twitter because that's where i keep it real you know I, I keep it real and heat twitter we have a rocky relationship you know but i'm a heat fan through and through and i just you know i'm not a heat homer i like to keep it real all right dude well i appreciate it great episode and uh Thanks for joining me and Heat Nation. See you Sunday night after game three. Hopefully we got our first dub.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.